Hello, fashion photography lovers! You're listening to the Fashion Photography Podcast, and I'm your host, the photographer, Virginia Yancheva. It's Wednesday, so I'm here with a guest, and she's very exciting. She is one of the people that can make you fall in love with her for like a second, and I'm really grateful she's our guest today, because together we'll be discussing things like finding the passion of your life, being part of a great team, getting out of your shell and not being shy, and how to be grateful of what you have. I'm so excited to meet you with my guest today because she's so amazing. Hello, my name is Minxi White and I have been a makeup artist for about 17 years. I am currently the global beauty editor and LA producer for Sean Magazine and now a new photographer. Woohoo, so nice, Yay. very, very exciting. <laughs> so, 17 Thank years, you. that's so long. Oh and my God, I know. I, I just had my 17 year of anniversary officially this month and I'm getting all of my oh LinkedIn my congratulations. I didn't even realize. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting so old. Oh no. It's hitting not... me. Oh, come on. You're getting more experience. <laughs> <laughs> that I am not upset with. Yeah. So how did this passion started for you? I started doing makeup when I was about 14 years old. I was actually a hair model for Tony and Guy. I don't know if you're familiar with that company, but it's um, like an international hair brand. Mm -hmm. And I was very, very young when I met these people. And I just had the good fortune of being taken of, under someone's wing. And I had a mentor and she got me a job I'm at one of their locations at the mall on the weekends. I like, I, I think I just started high school or hadn't even started high oh. school yet. It was so crazy. My dad would drop me off and I would work every weekend and after school practicing my makeup for clients. And pretty soon I ended up just growing in the company. And by the time I was 16 or 17, I ended, I helped to create, develop and launch the current makeup line they have right now, which I don't even know if it's out anymore. And I, I co-wrote a book called Coloring Book, which helps talk about color theory and makeup. And 17, I got Makeup Artist of the Year and my career just kind of took off after that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Do you remember your first big project? I mean, a photo shoot or something? Oh my gosh, yeah, I just started. I Yeah, I just it's it's kind of crazy. Photography has been something I've been interested in my whole life, but up until this point, I've been too intimidated to pick up a camera because you know, I work with such amazing, amazing, amazing talent and for me I was like, man, well, who am I like to pick up a camera? Like what now I do photography? What is that? Like why? I know how people can be very judgmental and they used to scare me and this new Instagram you know, social media change in the way things are. I've see, I see people, everybody's picking up a camera now. And it's true. Everyone's a photographer now and everyone's doing their own thing. So I think the most difficult sure. project is, is the first one because it, I, I was terrified <laughs> that the very first one. And I saw some model that was taking photos for nylon and didn't even know what she was doing. And I was like, oh my God, if this girl can pick up a camera and screw it, I will too. <laughs> and I had a friend that's been dying to get me to start photography and he gave me my first camera and he's still my mentor and he's really amazing. And I started playing with this new camera. What's he gave his me. name? His name is Bill Brown with one L, Bill Brown. And he's amazing. And Good job, Bill. <laughs> totally took me under his wing and showed me everything. And I shoot at his house all the time still. Like we work very closely together. He teaches me everything he knows. And it's been the best thing that anyone's ever done for me in this life because I finally found my passion and I makeup's always been fun but I never really got excited about it it was never that thing that like woke me up in the morning and got me out of bed I'm like oh I'm good at it yeah I guess I'll go to work I mean whatever really but finally yeah like it's I mean it's cool but it's Mm -hmm. like 
But it's not exactly your thing. No, in 17 years of this and not feeling that fire, I'm like, is I guess this is what passion feels like. But you don't really know until you find your passion. It's, it's like falling in love. Finally, you think that you've been in love before, but you never really realize that you haven't until you find the real person you're supposed to be with. And I feel like that's what photography was. And once I started doing it, I was like, oh, my God, this is it. Um. Like, this is the fire that everyone's talking <laughs> about. This is the excitement. I mean, I get up at four in the morning to edit my photos because I can't sleep. I'm so excited, you know, to get up and get this done and to create. It's just like my favorite, favorite thing. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. I'm so happy. <laughs> and I don't suck at it, right? I think I don't. <laughs> so no, you that's don't. a plus. <laughs> Thank you. So what was your first camera? My very first camera was Sony A7, mm -hmm. which is super fun and super cool. I've yet to try video on it, but I hear it's really great. Mm -hmm. And my second camera was a Leica, and I think uh -huh. I'm definitely a Leica girl. I've been working <laughs> with the head of Leica Publications on different projects mm -hmm. and, you know, getting to with Bill Brown. Bill Brown and I have been developing that relationship the last couple of months, and it's been really cool. I think I'm definitely a Leica girl. <laughs> Wasn't an yeah. easy transition in the industry. I mean, how do people reacted to this? You know, I was really, really, really scared to transition from makeup to photography, like I said, because of the fear of being judged or made fun of or, or I don't know. But honestly, as soon as they started taking pictures and getting people involved, people were very, very, very excited and very supportive. <laughs> I was shocked. I really, really was because I know how people talk about other people. And I know that you shouldn't really like take those things to heart or like listen to what other people have to say. But you know, I'm human. And to some degree, I hear these things. It scares me. But I actually got very, very good reactions from everyone. And everyone's more than happy to jump on board and help me. And I've got this great team now, stylists and makeup artists. And Bill is amazing. My mentor and everyone's like more than enthusiastic which has been it's been really beautiful it's been really humbling actually okay so makeup wasn't really your passion but you still have the experience and you're like really good at it so, <laughs> thank you now when you have a makeup artist how do you feel about that do you ever have the urge like to to fix something or to add something <laughs> You know what? I really put a lot of trust in my team and I know how it feels to be a makeup artist and have people mm -hmm. kind of butt in or get in my lane or kind of touch the model when when they're not supposed to. So I already know set etiquette. And for me, my favorite thing is, you know, when everybody stays in their lane, there's no traffic. Mm -hmm. We all get to the same goal quicker and happier. And it really reflects in the, in the photos that you take when the team is happy, you get great pictures. I'm very careful with picking my team. And so when I trust my team, I trust that they know what they're doing. I might have a suggestion for something I might have in mind. But other than that, I kind of let them be creative and do what they want because I want everyone to feel like they are contributing to the photo in some way. It's nice to be able to take a step back and let everybody do their jobs. Just by this answer, I already know that you become amazing photographer. I think that's oh, very important you. in the industry. Yeah, everybody to know their place and to be don't interfere with other people's work. <laughs> I mean, that's totally, why they're there. totally. Because I've had people before kind of step into my lane or tell me what they think or give me suggestions, and I'm like, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> no. <laughs> and, and so I, I, after being in the industry for almost 20 years, I kind of know better and I know how it feels. It doesn't feel very good when people mm -hmm. don't have some sort of respectful boundary. If I don't feel like my work is appreciated, I don't want to be there. And then mm -hmm. I stop caring. And it kind of just is like a downward spiral from there. And it definitely messes with the vibration on set. And I just want everyone to be happy and positive And I want great photos. And Absolutely. 
everyone mm-hmm. should really take pride in what they do. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's a very cool topic. And the best thing about it is that you've been both sides. And I think it's really cool that you can share your experience. And since you know that many newbies are listening to us right now, I think it's going to be very helpful for them. You said something about the set etiquette. Can we sum up what are the like the three most important things in the set etiquette? Oh my goodness. This is an easy one, actually. <laughs> um, I'm very good with the hard ones. (laughs) (laughs) My mentor, Bill Brown, told me years ago, God, I I probably met Bill maybe about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing that he said that stuck out in my mind because I had only moved to LA a couple of years before. I've been here for about seven years now. It's about two years and I met him and he told me there's only three keys to success. Mm -hmm. Be nice, show up on time. And be fucking good at what you do. If oh. you do those three things, there is no way you will fail and you will succeed quickly and you will stay at the top. It sounds like something so easy, but really, it's really hard for people in this industry to just be fucking nice. Be nice yeah. and be kind <laughs> to each other. It's really strange because ego tends to grow and get in the way and insecurity is the root of the ego. And when the insecurity is large, the ego becomes larger and then they're attitude is on set. So I'm very, I'm very particular about the vibration that I keep on set. I know that sounds weird. No, it does not. Not to me, at least. <laughs> it's very important to, have to keep happy team and like everybody mm-hmm. is like positive and you, know, you want to keep everyone uplifted. And so I just think to be nice is super important, no matter who you are, what member you are of the team, to be nice to each other and be nice to the team, be nice to your client, be nice to the people who serve your coffee, be nice to the PAs. It's just nice. It's good to be nice and then show up on time. It's not easy. It seems like it, it's a big problem for a lot of people, especially people in this industry. Traffic. Yeah. Yeah, no, leave a fucking hour early. You need to get there early. Like I always, I I feel like I accidentally get to sets like way too early, like 30 to 45 minutes by accident because I overestimate the traffic. But I think that's better than showing up late. Absolutely. I hate waiting on people. I think that being respectful of people's time is so important and it shows you that you have pride in what you do and who you're working for. Mm -hmm. And just be fucking good at what you do. You know, you've got to know everything about your craft. I think that it shows when you have pride and you know what you're doing. It's just, if you do those three things, there's no way you can fail. I think you're a great example for this since you said that you wasn't that in love with the makeup, but you still were like amazingly good at it. Oh, thank you. What about your friends? Do you have any friends outside the industry? And what do you do in your free time? Oh my God, what free time? (laughs) I feel like most of my friends, actually like 99% of my friends are in the industry. My best friend is the only one that isn't in the fashion industry, but he's a producer for big, you know, for major events. And so it's kind of he like, we totally understand each other. So we all kind of are in the creative industry in some way, shape or form. And we all kind of understand each other. If he has free time, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have free time. (laughs) Um, I feel like I only hang out with my friends when we work together. So when I have the ability to put a team together, I choose my friends so we can hang out like I have a commercial this weekend that like one of my good close girlfriends she's like my best girlfriend she convinced the director to hire me on for just really so we could spend some time together (laughs) honestly if we're not working together we're not seeing each other but that's good because busy means money honey yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. that's why we have friends (laughs) yeah exactly and then like when I'm when I'm not I feel like when I don't have a job we just fill it with another shoot a test like I'm I'm either 
doing photography test shoots myself or we're creating something or we're prepping for a job. But I don't think that there's a day that goes by where we're not working or prepping or doing something creative or setting something in motion. I think it's important to do something productive every single day. So I don't really down days or that's why I said it was kind of weird being sick and being forced to do nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool that you're doing something each and every day. This transition for you was, let's say, easy because in some way you already knew all the people in the industry because of your yeah. previous work. What would you do if it was the other way around? If you had no idea who's there, what are the oh people? Do you have any advices for those people who are outside of the industry? Oh my God, absolutely. I think that the power of intention is immense. I think that when you really want something and you focus on it, the universe will come together and do everything it can to make your dream happen. I think that doing something productive every single day is super important, which is kind of transition from my last answer to now. If you do one productive thing every single day, there's no way you will not reach your goal. Even small things like maybe commenting on your favorite artists or photographers or whatever, their Instagram or like reaching out, send an email. If you send one email a day, someone's going to answer. If you, you know, comment and you're, you put yourself in, in people's faces, you have to constantly remind people of your presence and your intentions so they can keep you in mind for projects if that's what you really want. If you assist, always assist. If you want to, I say like for me, you've got to surround yourself with people you want to become like. And so if you want to become a photographer, then reach out to all your favorite photographers and offer to assist. Be around these people learn from them, grow from them. If you want to be a makeup artist, reach out to your favorite makeup artist. Again, assist, assist, assist. Surround yourself with people you know become like. Do something productive every single day, even if it's one email or one comment. I promise you, you will get to where you want to go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you still have any makeup bookings? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's still my main gig. My main <laughs> gig is still makeup for sure. I mean, I've got it. I'm signed with an agency here in LA. Makeup is my main thing. But or my goal now is to transition from being makeup full time to photography full time and having my makeup be the side thing. But one step at a time. For sure. Yeah. No, I've, I've got I'm trying to think. Yeah, I've got a I've got a commercial where I'm doing makeup all weekend, but they all kind of supplement each other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what was your biggest struggle in the beginning? The biggest struggle for either side is any negativity on set. Like I can't think of a, a challenging situation or a challenging job in particular, but I do know that it does become challenging when there are negative people on set because those feelings tend to spread like wildfire and it definitely changes the whole attitude and it changes the momentum and makes people not want to be there. So I think uh, the biggest challenge is trying to work through and maintain positivity through other people's negativity. That's very yeah. cool advice. And what about <laughs> right now when you're picking the people in your team? Do you have any problems right now? I have been very, very lucky and I have an amazing, incredible team that I absolutely love, love, love working with. And they're people that I've worked with for a long time and they get me excited about what I do. Mm -hmm. I mean, we literally text each other all day, every day with, with <laughs> photos that inspire us or things that we want to do. Or I just feel like we're just constantly creating, whether we're doing it intentionally, physically, or we're, or we're planning something. I just, I love my team. You know, in the very beginning, like I've, like I said, I've only been doing photography for maybe three or four months, but it was a little tough being someone so new and trying to convince people to jump on your team. And sometimes the people who agreed, I'm so grateful for, but maybe their energy wasn't quite right. Maybe it was too much energy or not enough energy, or it's, it's hard to find that perfect balance that's why when you find your team and you click you have to keep them forever you know and let them know how much you appreciate them because the energy it is super important, important. 
Yeah. Super important. And also to really to let the people know how important they are for you. I think that's that's in the root of every good conversation, every creative work and everything that you do as a team. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're only as strong as your team. Mm-hmm. One weak link can bring the entire production down. You know, mm-hmm. it's even even if it's just the PA that has a, had a nasty morning, that one thing can spread to the rest of the team. Like one negative attitude, one negative thing to say. It, it's like a domino effect for the rest of the day and it's really bad. So it's like, it's really good to make sure that your team knows that you appreciate them and you're so grateful. And without your makeup artist, you what would you do with your model's face without the hair, without the styling, without your lighting, without your retoucher after, without the person that brought the coffee to you to make your team happy and content throughout the day. Every single person is so equally and amazingly important. It's really, really good to constantly remind your team that they are very, very much appreciated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's true too. You mentioned hair and you also do hair. Mm-hmm. Here's a quick question. What's more important on the set, hair or makeup? If you oh my had <laughs> to choose one of those four, would you choose? Oh my God, I can't choose one over the other. I'm going to upset someone here. I, my tendency <laughs> is to lean towards the makeup because you can always just, you know, hose down some hair with the water bottle. But mm-hmm. I think realistically, they're both very important. Really, when you have bad hair, like it kind of makes everything look, not look as pretty. And then if you don't have any makeup on, I mean, nothing looks as pretty. Like, what do you do? <laughs> You need a full team, especially if you're doing a professional work. You need oh, the yeah. whole set. Yeah. Oh, totally. I remember this is shoot last week, actually. The editor was like, we don't need a stylist. We'll just pull a couple things from a store. And I was like, no, oh, no, ma'am. No, <laughs> ma'am. No, 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 no. And then she's like, no, it's just men's grooming. Like, it's just, a, it's for a boy. Like, we don't need hair and make them look, oh, yes, we do. And by the way, why not? Like, why not have them there? Give someone a credit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need all those credits. It's only going to make the photo better. And then someone gets to put this in their book. So we're all happy. Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation when a person wants you to do all of the things, the makeup, the hair, the tuning? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't make me happy. I really like to focus on one thing at a time. And just because someone can do everything doesn't mean that they should. It's really tough because I used to do some modeling as well. And people would be like, oh, well, you can come and you can model. And then you can also do your, do hair and makeup. And then there's an, another model on set. Would you mind doing the hair and makeup? And oh, you can pick up a camera too. Well, you should just shoot the whole thing. I'm like, oh my God. Do you know like how overwhelming that is? It's just like, it's so nice. That's why we have a hairstylist, a makeup artist, a stylist, a photographer. When everyone stays in their lane, there's no traffic. It's just nice for everybody to focus on their thing so it can all get done very well. I think it's better that way if there's a little separation. Also, I really love the fact that you're so open for this. And still, you know, there are many people coming to the industry and that's totally fine with me. Honestly, I don't care if there are 5,000 or 5 million photographers. That's fine. If you want to mm-hmm. be a photographer, if that's your passion, that's okay. Do it. Nobody can stop you. There are so many people in the industry, but the problem with the people in the industry is that they're trying to, it's mostly pricing. Let's be honest. So most of the right. people won't answer like that. They'll say, yeah, yeah, I, c- I can do this. And if there is need to for somebody to eat something, I can also cook. <laughs> and, uh-huh. that, and that's simply, I'm sorry about the word. I don't like to use that word, but it's wrong. Because uh-huh. like you said, everybody deserves a credit. And 
there are different people because this way you'll be able to focus on your work. I think it's important. I think <laughs> it's important to have like a, a solid team. I don't need all those credits. Like what for? That makes that actually makes me look ridiculous. And when I see like not to, I'm not judging anyone out there. Like if you want to do it all more power to you. But when I see someone that's like the photographer, the, the this, the that, da, 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 it's kind of silly. I'm like, oh man, it's like, it's almost, you almost wonder if this person's a little selfish or like controlling. Yeah, it's normal in the beginning when you don't have the connections and you need people in your team and you need makeup or something. It's normal in the beginning, but still my advice for you guys is to try to find a way to look for a makeup artist, look for a different stylist. There are so many ways right now with all these social media, you can reach so many people. So it's really, really easy to do this and to collect the people you want to work with. Just as there are so many new photographers hello me <laughs> you see why i was scared to do this there are also so many aspiring makeup artists so Absolutely. many aspiring hairstylists and aspiring stylists there are people that want to do this you know now with social media there is no excuse not to be able to reach out and find mm -hmm. somebody because mm -hmm. where there's a will there's a way and you know when you put out that vibration other people will attract to you the exact same vibration that you put out everybody wants to be a part of this industry so i think that yeah i understand yep. in the beginning yep. but as you grow a little bit, I think so should your social networks and mm -hmm. so should your collaboration skills. I think that that's just as important because being a photographer is not just about, or any artist isn't just about picking up a brush or picking up a camera. Yes. It's also about the way you interact with people. And it's very, very important in the fashion industry because oh you God. have no other way. I mean, you are involved with other people. Even if you try to do, I don't know, to stay on, on your head. <laughs> <laughs> There's just mm -hmm. one way you have to interact with people. That's why many people don't understand. I know that some of us are attracted by the beauty of the final product, but mm -hmm. the beauty of the final product is there because of so many conversations, so much interacting. So totally. there are really, really a lot of people involved into it. If you were too shy or something, it's going to be a problem if you want to be part of the industry. I totally, totally agree. I think your people skills are very, very mm -hmm. important. And I know that there are many, many, many types of personalities and being shy is okay. But I think that growing out of that or learning to overcome and, and learning how to interact with people is very, very, very important. It's not impossible. It's just going it's to not be impossible. hard on you if you're shy. <laughs> That's true. I used to be shy, if you can believe that. In high school, <laughs> I was very, 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 very shy. I was such an awkward teen. I don't know when I came out of my shell, but thank God I did. <laughs> so glad that I know how to talk to people because I think doing makeup on clients and strangers, I think helped pull me out of my shell because mm -hmm. in order to make someone happy, you have to connect with them. And it forced me to yes. connect with strangers and get to know people and ask questions and make people feel special. And I think that it's only grown over time. I'm so lucky to know how to do that. I think, I think I know how to do that <laughs> by now. Yeah, it's absolutely possible because there are so many ways to get rid of this routine of being shy and um, introvert. There are many tactics and lots of books about it, by the way. One of the easiest things is that if you're introvert and you prefer to stay alone, when you go and talk to many people, for example, if you talk to them for one hour, then you need one hour of recovery, one hour to stay alone. 
and the balance is there. So this is pretty cool tactic. The only thing is that people have to try. You have to be brave in industry like this. You cannot rely on the fact that maybe you'll do it. You have to go out and just do it. Like you said, you've been so worried before the actual start of the shoot, but once you did it, now you're good. <laughs> you see? I said, fuck it. Passion. I'm just going to do it. You have to. Yeah, no, it, downtime is super important. I am very, very social and I make a point to go out because I think like 90% of the reason why I stay busy and I get work here is reason why I got work so quickly is because I forced myself to go out and meet people and talk. But just as often as I'm out is just as often as I like to be alone. I must have my downtime. I must mm-hmm. come back to my, my little cave, my little dollhouse and be by myself sometimes. Like I need my alone time and it, it takes it out of you but once you recover you got to get back out because people will forget about you very very Absolutely. fast it's a fast industry with a lot of hungry people mm-hmm. um, so you have to, get to produce out there. a lot you have to be there a lot you have to show the people that you exist because people forget very very easily <laughs> Oh my goodness. Totally. Mm. Even when you're really, really good working for Sean, I produce every photo shoot that comes out of LA. So when I'm not doing makeup or photography, I'm producing and I forget when I sit down, it's like when I'm not producing, I remember every photographer I've ever worked with or every makeup artist, every artist. And then when I sit down and I produce something, I'm like, oh my God. I can't remember for the life of me, mm-hmm. like who it is. Like, you know, when we have a project or a celebrity we have to shoot, I quickly forget. It just slips my mind. And so it's helpful to remind people of your connections and to remind people like, hello, hey, do you remember that time I met you? Hey, just reminding you that I'd love to work with you. Hey, even if I've worked with you before, it's really important to remind me of my relationships just because we all get busy and we all forget. I forget all the time as a producer. So I think that maintaining relationships as well as creating them is just as important. Especially when you're working with many people. For example, the other day I had to check up on an old photo shoot just to make sure that I know who's a makeup artist because when you work with many people you kind of forget for real so I had to check just to make sure that nobody will be unhappy (laughs) with the final credit (laughs) oh my goodness yeah you've got to go back and check those call sheets girl Mm -hmm. very important yeah (laughs) thank god for the call sheet so I wouldn't forget and even when I do have call sheets if my editor's listening I know he's shaking his head right now I still forget credits even with the call sheets it's so important to stay on top of things it's like when you're shooting every day when you get to a point where you're working every day and shooting every day and it's a new project every single day it's hard to keep up with things especially when you're trying to remember something you did a month ago yeah it's tough it's tough absolutely you mentioned the magazine (laughs) oh yes so tell me about this idea and how did it start and then what's exactly what you do how many people are there tell me everything oh man this kind of started off like my photography actually I fell into writing and becoming an editor by mistake like I it didn't even cross my mind I didn't even know I could do such a thing but I was when I first moved to LA I was modeling because I didn't know how to work as a makeup artist with other photographers because I was new here I didn't I came here knowing nobody had no job lined up. I didn't know anything. And so I really started completely fresh with no connections. And so I started modeling as a way to meet photographers, like shooting and like, okay, I know that you have your own makeup artist, but um, if someone is sick or not available, please call me. I do have a portfolio, la la la. And so I eventually started transferring over my modeling to makeup and then makeup to, I ended up meeting James Joseph. He is the editor-in-chief for Style Noir in London. And he wanted to interview me as in the same, kind of the same thing you are to makeup artist turned, or model turned makeup artist. I was your interviewing me as a makeup artist turned photographer and 
we hit it off and became friends and we ended up meeting up in New York for Fashion Week and um, he gave me a little column online, just a little like minxies monologues or whatever, mm-hmm. just to kind of document my first real experience at New York Fashion mm-hmm. Week and it ended up getting very good responses and he loved my writing. He's like, who knew you could write? Didn't even know until you <laughs> picked up a pen. That's amazing. Do you want to become my senior editor? And I was like, oh my God, okay. And so from there, I just went from one job to another. I went to Blog Entity as their beauty editor after that and was a black and gray working with Bill. That's how I worked, ended up meeting Bill Brown, my mentor. I was a fashion director for them. And then now I'm, you know, the global beauty editor and LA producer for Shown. So one thing leads to another. It's crazy. Like you have to try everything and you have to be open to everything because I had no idea that I would ever be an editor. It was a total accident and you never know until you try. You have to be nice to everyone because you never know like where your next job's going to come from or how that's going to develop in your world or how that's going to take off and snowball and completely change your whole life from modeling to makeup to editing to producing to photography just from being in LA in the last seven years has been such a crazy journey. But you really don't know how your life is going to change until you just try something. Oh, you, do you know this viral picture with the text about Beyonce that she has also 24 hours? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think you have 24 hours. <laughs> Sounds like you have extra, at least 10 more. <laughs> oh, my God, I wish. <laughs> I would use some of those for sleeping. My goodness. <laughs> Poor girl. Oh. No, I love it. I love it though. But you know what? When you're excited, who needs yeah. sleep? When you're a kid and you're excited about your birthday or Christmas, could you sleep? No way. <laughs> like that's how I feel about my job. I like I'm really lucky and I never forget that for a single second how lucky I am to have this life and to have this job and to know these people. And it just gets better and better every day. And I've just I'm really, really humbled. I I just don't forget. Even when there's I have bad days, because we all have rough days. Mm-hmm. I could I remember the people that are getting up at 6 a.m. or 4 a.m. just like I am and going to a job they hate. I took an Uber pull a week ago and it was such a crazy reminder of how lucky I was. I was pissed off because it was 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, God damn it. I'm on my way to set. It's raining. It's like a monsoon outside. I'm cold. I'm tired. I didn't sleep well. Like, where am I going? And it was the Uber pool because it's cheaper when it's a pool. It was like $2 or $40. Come on. This lady jumped in the car with her red shirt and she was on her way to go work at a check cashing place at the same time in the morning, dealing with, I'm sure, terrible, awful people who yell at her over their checks and their money. And it reminded me to be grateful of where I am because I'm on my way to go to a full catered breakfast for a beautiful commercial with, you know, working for a director that I fucking love. And this poor lady is probably working her ass off for somewhere she doesn't really want to be. So I just, I'm reminded that we're very, very lucky to have this life. That would be so awesome if this was the end of the interview, but that's it for today. We'll continue next Wednesday. And until then, you can check out our previous episode on judefashionmagazine.com and nevelamag.com. I'll also see you on Friday when I'll be answering all of the questions from our Facebook group called the Fashion Photography Podcast. Thank you very much for being with me today. <laughs>